0: Hello and welcome. This is Self Control. How to build a better life. The podcast that will inspire you to take control of your mind and your mindset to go forward and build the life that you want to live. The life that you deserve to live. Today's episode is the second in a series featuring my conversation with Mira Taylor. Mira in her own words is a professionally certified spiritually integrated therapist. She works with couples Businesses and individuals as a wellness consultant to help bring spiritual intellect back into their life. Now, I got to speak with Mira last week for over an hour, and I decided rather than just run the whole interview where people can tune out or get distracted or not finish it, let's take the best moments where Mira really shines, make that information available to you in a a punchy way, build an episode around it to really bring some value and to hopefully help you start living a better life sooner than later. So, according to Mira, a big part of what she calls spiritual intellect is the language that we use and how we talk to ourselves. And you'll remember in the last episode, we talked about how you can truly change the language that you use when you talk to yourself to improve your self-confidence. Today I want to talk about how lang- the language we use shapes our beliefs, and then how those beliefs actually shape our reality. And before we get too way out in the in the atmosphere on this one, let's let's bring it right home and say if you are suffering with uh, the belief that you cannot move forward in life, if you're having trouble progressing through life, or if by the other side of the coin, you're you're afraid of change, you, you feel like you need to stay right where you are. you know, And if this leads to isolating or maybe even a distrust of people, um, the refusal to try, the refusal to take risks, the refusal to open yourself to opportunities. If this is starting to sound a little bit familiar and Perhaps there's anxiety, procrastination, worry associated with this. Let's say that the way that you feel in that regard, afraid to change, feel powerless, why bother? In a lot of instances, and not in every instance, but in a lot of instances, that feeling comes to us because of our beliefs. So if you're looking to soothe some of that suffering, maybe to break out of these limiting beliefs, right? To it's easy to say, well, I don't believe I can make a change, so I'm not going to try. But maybe on some level, you you would like to try, right? You believe that uh, you're powerless. You believe that uh, you can't make a difference in the lives of others, but at the same time, you, you'd sure like to. You sure believe that you could on some level, but that limiting belief sometimes is keeping you down. If you want to start progressing through life, getting things done, grab life by the you-know-what. You don't want to feel this this fear, this... this uh, this self-hatred, this this feeling of being stuck. And by the same token, if you're willing today to be open-minded, we're going to talk about exactly how the beliefs that we hold lead to our suffering, how we can identify them, where they come from, and most importantly, how to break these beliefs down, how to break out of these limiting beliefs. Of course, it doesn't happen overnight but with the help of a professional therapist, that's Mira, we're going to start to break down these limiting beliefs and get living that better life today. So let's go. So first, let's kick it off. I want you to hear right from a professional therapist with lots of client experience, the importance of belief. How does belief function in our life? How do we examine our beliefs? And I want you to pay attention because she actually gives three pieces of advice that we use to begin that journey of examining our beliefs and developing an awareness of what we actually believe so let's check that out right now somebody comes to you to have you work with them what are those first steps and maybe even if someone's listening what's something that they could do i mean you've given a ton of great advice i'm just trying to put a fine point on it
1: i would say you know be open to the idea of if you think about spirituality and it makes you think like you're kind of like that's yeah that's nice like that's silly Mm -hmm. you know be open to the idea that that's a belief system that's limiting you Mm -hmm. and even that as a belief system is still you having a process of spiritual intellect. Right. So the thing I usually try to do is deconstruct people away from like sort of the marketing campaign ideas of what it means to be a spiritual person. Mm. Cause it usually those images kind of put it out of reach for a lot of people. Right. So I try to get people to appreciate, you know, okay, well, if you make your cup of coffee in the morning, make it a more mindful experience, Mm -hmm. for example. Okay. Now all of a sudden it's more spiritual. You know, it's basically getting people to that point of awareness where they accept it's not some woo thing Mm -hmm. to be in a spiritual intellect and that it has everything to do with appreciating just belief as a mechanism of mind and consciousness in general Mm -hmm. and how our beliefs shape our reality that I kind of try to bring it back to those two very, very simple things and own, okay, whatever you believe, yes, that will be for you, mm-hmm. most likely, right? But that that doesn't mean that that's that way for everyone, and that it makes it malleable.
0: So there's a nice tidbit in there to start it off. And so often as this show does, it goes back to that invitation to mindfulness, to be mindful, right? When you're making that morning coffee, let that be a mindful experience, Right. Immerse yourself in the task at hand. Watch what you're doing and choose with intent uh, the actions and the thoughts that you're going to have, not just flying off, thinking about emails or what we have to do later. Grounding ourselves, whether it's making that cup of coffee in the morning, going for a walk, even even a chaotic thing like getting yourself up out of bed, getting your kids up out of bed. It's an invitation to be mindful, to center, because I think what's going to follow from this is is that ability to become mindful of what we're thinking. But a mindful life where we are attending to the task at hand, where we're focused, where we're grounded as often as possible, it can't be every moment, is going to lead to the beginnings of challenging these beliefs. So what she then goes on to say is that beliefs really are a part of human nature, right? Holding beliefs, operating around beliefs, are funda- it's a fundamental human trait. To me, we build our whole reality through our beliefs, right? And most importantly, those beliefs, yes, they shape our reality. So let's say you do believe that you're powerless, right? You can't make change. You can't make a difference in the lives of others. You can't make a difference in your own life. You can't make a difference where you work. You just put your head down day in and day out. Just do what you have to do. But you don't have any uh, misgivings about thinking that you can make a change. You know, I even saw on Facebook a user, I was asking a question about limiting belief. And he said, well... I have a hatred or a dislike of all people. I know that uh, trust is really just for personal gain and, and people have been disloyal to me over the years. Now we have to say, well, that's a set of beliefs that may have been reinforced by his experiences. And again, if you feel powerless, you feel like you can't make a change, you feel like you can't progress. Let me simply say that belief exists in your mind. It doesn't exist in my mind. I don't think that about you. I don't think that about myself. That belief exists only on the level of our own mind. It's very easy to say, well, that's how all people are, or that's how it is for everybody. That's simply not the case. That first step is realizing that we shape our reality, we shape our existence with the way we believe. So it's quite clear then from perception, right, where you choose to focus on the way in which people uh, have been dishonest to you, have been untrustworthy to you, the way in which you've tried to do things in the past and failed, right? Right. It's very easy then to begin to see the ways that we can reinforce our own beliefs. And then it comes to decision making. You choose to ignore others. You choose to isolate. You choose to to distrust others. You choose not to take opportunities because you believe the world is not for you. The world does not hold anything for you. You can't make a difference. So why would you even try? Why would you even look around you for ways that you could make a difference? It's simply not possible. to not reach out, to not strive, to not believe that you can make a difference. That's simply a belief. It's not my belief. It's not their belief. It's your belief in your own mind. And that influences how you perceive things, how you think, and how you act. (laughs) Now you may be saying, well, no shit, Patrick, but let me say to you, okay, no shit. Your beliefs, they're in your mind. They choose that you operate because of them. But if you're full of dread about a world full of a-holes, you know, and if you feel like you can't make a difference in life and you feel like your relationships are running away from you, you see less and less people, uh, you have less and less to, f- to feel happy about, to feel proud about, to feel optimistic about, you can't progress, you can't change, you're stuck, you're scared. Well, that's on you. Right? You're going to stay right where you are because. Change is scary and it would require painful effort. That's on you, not on me. You know, plenty of people don't hold those beliefs and have built lives that they love living because they don't believe those things. And myself included, I've, I've made some strides in my life because I started to examine my limiting beliefs. I began to trust others. I began to Uh, love others. I began to find opportunity in others. I began to believe that I could make a difference, that I could progress, that I could take steps. I changed my beliefs and I got different outcomes. Isn't that funny how that works? And that point that Mira makes at the very end of that clip, very important. Those beliefs for you are malleable. They can change. They can change. Just the way we've built them up, we do have the power to break them down, reconstruct them. And we're going to talk about that coming up so again today listening to this episode if you're willing to be open-minded and confront the beliefs that you have to realize how they shape your world and to realize that they can be broken down and it's not going to be easy right those beliefs they're well-worn they're repeated we've held on to them and they've strengthened and actually on a subconscious level where we're not even fully aware those beliefs are deeply protected and when something like this podcast invites you to challenge your beliefs on a subconscious level, you hold back. I mean, I I got a lot of push... Well, here, I pushed back against Jahan when he told me to quit drinking coffee, right? Um, I saw in a group, you know, there's a... Of course, you may be familiar with no FAP or semen retention. It's the idea that men don't have to constantly be, uh, you know, gratifying themselves and, and having orgasms. Some people, some guys believe in that and they pursue it. Some guys really just when they saw themselves confronted with that evidence that you should you know, exercise some discipline, not always be uh, ejaculating, orgasming, and that that can have positive benefits for you mentally, spiritually, physically. They've got angry at the guy who was making these claims, but they weren't willing to change their beliefs. They weren't willing to confront their beliefs because they were shown something that would require effort. It would require change. It would require introspection. I bring this up because those familiar beliefs They give you a map of the world and they protect you. When we know where we are, we can see where we're going, we stick to the plan, we stick to the map. Today's episode is about being open-minded and challenging the beliefs that you have. Because at the end of the day, you're here because you feel like you're suffering, right? You're afraid to change, but you'd like to live a better life. You feel like you can't progress, so you feel stuck, you feel powerless, but you don't believe that could be. Other people seem to be progressing around you, Shouldn't that be the case for you if you want it? Let's go back to Mira's words here now. She's going to give us practical advice when it comes to looking at the way we believe, thinking about our beliefs, and beginning to challenge. And really just come to know our beliefs first before we begin to challenge them. So let's, let's listen to some more advice from Mira. You
1: know, if I have a client that is on uh, is in session with me, and they just feel like very depressed or very suffered by life, And I know that they come from, uh, an Orthodox, uh, upbringing Mm -hmm. that tells them that, you know, that has taught either from this lifetime or from generations of lifetime of teaching that life is a punishment, Mm. right. That we were put here on earth because like two people screwed up in a garden somewhere (laughs) and you, and you feel like you're being punished. Right. Okay. You have to own that. So conscious responsibility for your beliefs is also a pretty important part. Of the spiritually integrative process, but it's it's really about owning. Like, hey, if I if I don't want to suffer anymore, then I have a choice point. If I also come from a background, a belief, uh, uh, or upbringing that told me that this that this life I have is is you know a punishment, basically, mm-hmm. that that becomes the, one of those first active choice points for clients who follow religion, if they follow a specific religion, or if they're just a spiritual client who kind of grew up with beliefs that got put in at a young age and they haven't thought about them in a long time. Okay. Uh, so that there's usually a questionnaire I send to that basically is just for people to even think about what they believe in. Cause sometimes we just get so busy that it's like, yeah, we believe in things, but we don't really mindfully believe in things. And that's incredibly important. So, you know, it's also important from the perspective of, okay, was I given this belief and do I believe it still? And if, so is it what I really want for the world or for myself? If the answer is no, be willing to evolve it, right? Mm-hmm. We are kind of like ever-evolving sort of doctrines of life as we walk around. Mm-hmm. And it's important that we allow ourselves to know that there's not some like final script on that.
0: There's not. And it's that we get we have the power to write the script, at least for ourselves.
1: Yeah, we're supposed to. We're, supp- we're supposed to be our own cosmologists, even if it's in a small, small way. And you know, we're supposed to start kind of like, cosmology of my life and then okay what's like larger cosmology
0: so now we're getting somewhere as you know on the show i will never just preach to you change 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 for change's sake change because someone told you to change because you think you should change the first step is awareness what did she say conscious responsibility for our beliefs Own those beliefs, accept that you have those beliefs, right? This is part of a process and the first step is awareness and acceptance of the way things are in the moment. Now, her next question was, is it a religious system that you follow that, that has given you these beliefs? And I would even add, is it a cultural or a political reason or were you raised to believe these things by your family when you were young and impressionable? You know, have I farmed out the way I think to a system of thought that tells me how to believe? have i been just given these beliefs by an outside source and then lastly she says well have i actually thought about what i'm thinking or have i just held on to these beliefs for years right mindfully believing now that's that's an interesting thought there's an awareness of our of the beliefs that we have we're consciously we're consciously aware that we have them now but let's mindfully think about what do i believe when that belief kicks in I'm not saying change, but just be aware that, hey, here's a belief that I've taken from the outside that I'm now putting into, into use in my own life, right? Was I raised to believe that that I can't make a difference or that change is hard and should be avoided? Is there a religious thought that keeps me from living the life I really want, expressing who I truly am? Now, I'm not putting a moral judgment on religion or the or the fact that you may choose to stay in a religion or leave a religion morality is kind of out of the bounds on this episode we're not talking about right or wrong so much but we're simply asking do i think the way i think do i believe the way i believe because of some external source because of something that was given to me and am i mindfully thinking about those beliefs as i hold them or am i simply just repeating them you know or we could say Have I just had a few bad experiences five, eight, ten years ago? You know, I got screwed in a business deal, or I got cheated on, or somebody somebody beat me up in a bar, and now I just believe that all people are like that, all the time. I'm ineffectual and powerless because I tried a few times and I failed. And now I think that that's the totality of my existence, the totality of being a human being is that we can't make a difference. Are these long-held beliefs that we haven't interrogated in a while? It's worth thinking about. So what should we do then? We're suffering because of our beliefs, right? We're holding on to these tired old beliefs that clearly don't serve us, but they die hard, right? We keep them protected unconsciously or subconsciously. You know, they're familiar to us, so at least there's that. And it's difficult to let them go. So let's ask the professional. Here's Mira's advice on rewriting, literally rewriting your limiting beliefs. She's actually going to include a pretty interesting example. So let's check that out. So limiting beliefs are a huge reason for people to end up getting the outcomes they don't want without realizing it. And I've been forced to examine some of my own limiting beliefs. And there's probably even more that I'm not aware of. But do you do you have a practice or an, any advice for how people can... Again, I'm obsessed with this idea of awareness, you know, or rooting out those limiting beliefs. Is it a case of maybe... Like, I, I'm big on journaling, but I imagine maybe you have other... Exercises people can do to examine their beliefs?
1: Yeah. So I, I have a questionnaire I work with, but you know, one of the one of the simple ones to start with with this is what I call basically building in like a, a, a sort of autonomic third-party perspective hmm. that your mind provides. So you might look at someone on the television who's figured out how to build a totally passive income and you have a massive amount of respect for them. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you don't look at them and go, oh, they're so immoral because they don't seem like they work very hard at all. Hmm. But right. for your own self, there's this weird subconscious belief hmm. that you will be uh, in, in some level of immorality or not as moral or not as respectable if you don't work, like put your nose to the grind and, and, and work your butt off, right? right. There's got to be that third party perspective that lets you go, okay, well, why is it? Why am I viewing them as perfectly fine and moral for that? But if I try to give myself that for whatever reason, there's like this, no, don't do that. It's immoral. It's wrong button that goes off in your mind. That's something that, would I, that I would say can be deconstructed. Hmm. So noticing those and writing them down, like you said, journaling, so that you can state the opposite and what you actually want mm-hmm. is incredibly important. So let's say you notice, oh, I'm I, in my mind. My mind is like, no, don't do that. It's immoral for me to earn a passive income. And then consciously you're like, well, wait, that's BS. I want that. I want that. So you would basically then turn to journaling or affirmations to write out and affirm to yourself. I appreciate that it is perfectly moral and correct for me Hmm. to want a lifestyle that is smarter, not harder, just as an example, right? So affirmations built into wellness. Linguistics are incredibly important because we use them as the power of word to shape our beliefs. They're basically the molding hand force that we get to use, the tool we get to use.
0: Language is the tool we get to use to shape our beliefs. Man, that that almost brought a tear to my eye. If you have told yourself through your words that you're powerless, that you're afraid, that you can't change, that you need to isolate, procrastinate, worry, this is a belief system checkpoint right here, right now for you. You can take control of your language, right? If you are now beginning to think that there are things that you believe that shape the way you see the world, the way you think about yourself, the way you act, that those are starting to lead to your suffering, here's the checkpoint right now. Take control of your language. Mindfully think about what you're thinking and be aware when it hurts you. And through journaling, that's the written word, and through affirmations, that's the spoken word. What did Mira say? State the opposite and deconstruct it. It's going to hurt. It's going to feel silly. It almost seems too simple, too good to be true. But you are the ultimate creator in your cosmology. And sometimes creation hurts. Something dies so something can live. Right? Here's an example I'm not powerless. Write that down and speak it out. I am not powerless. Yes. Your subconscious is going to be raging saying I you are powerless you're never going to make a difference. Okay, let it be. Write it down and speak it. I am not powerless. I can make a difference. I'm going to open up a dialogue with my partner. We're going to solve the problem we have together. We're going to get a hold of our bad habits. Together we can improve. We can walk together. We can shop together for food. We can cook together. We can get a sleep schedule together. We can make our relationship a place where we solve problems, not a place where we run from them. Now think about that. Think about that. You believe that you're powerless in your relationship, for instance, or powerless uh, at your workplace. Believe that all you want. But humor, humor me and humor Mira and, and humor the part of you that knows that that's not true. Take control of your language and start writing down and speaking out the difference. I can make a difference. Awesome. What's that going to look like? Well, I could show up to work on time. I could make time to speak with my coworkers about work to actually bring a a work ethic to to where I work. Or it could be, look, I am powerless where I work and I don't want to work there anymore. Okay, what's that going to look like? Got to get your resume in order. Got to look around for jobs. Got to be willing to make that leap, right? We use language to shape our entire world. We use our beliefs to shape our reality and language to shape our beliefs. That means our ultimate control comes in the words we use and how we talk to ourselves. So you feel powerless. You feel like you can't make a change. You're stuck. You're procrastinating. You're worrying about the world. You're worrying about things you can't change. Start changing the way or changing the one thing you can change, the way that you talk to yourself. So we can use journaling. We can use affirmations, right? We can speak literally and write the world that we want. Change those beliefs. I'm not telling you to change every belief, right? I'm not telling you that you have to completely overhaul your entire life. But if, if you believe that in some aspect of your life, you could make a difference when you've been telling yourself that you've not, explore that. Explore that and use your language. Write, speak, imagine we're creative creatures, We can imagine a world that doesn't exist and we can begin to bring that world into existence through our writing, which will then, as we know, shape the belief and belief shapes where we look and how we act and how we think. So I'll leave it there for now. I'll leave it to you to become the creator of your own cosmology using your words. That sounds like a lot of fun. It's something as simple as keeping a journal at night or doing those affirmations in the morning, speaking out, speaking to yourself, Who knows what you could create? Who knows what kind of a world you could build if you're willing to be open-minded and take control? Isn't that what it's all about? Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Mira, for contributing to this show. We've got a little bit more with her coming up in the next week. And please, as you go through it, as you become that creator of your own cosmology, remember, better is possible.